0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast,
1: only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network. We are on our way towards the finish line of season six and everything in terms of Nip Tuck. We're um, we are almost there. Um, it's season six, episode eight, Lola Ladowski. Um, this first came out on the 2nd of December 2009. It was directed by Eric Stoltz uh, and written by Lynn Green. Um, fun episode to talk about this one. Looking forward to uh getting into it. Uh, my name's Nick, and I have no problems getting naked.
0: And my name is Ben. And just say it. I'm a scumbag, pussy star freak, and I should be shot.
1: <laughs> well, I have been thinking it, but I didn't want to say it.
0: Fair enough. It's it's a common misconception when people see me that they want to say it, but they never do. So yeah, I'm used to yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs>
1: Yes, well, we um, we've come through a bit of a dark couple of episodes, I think, and, and if nothing else, this one's a little bit uh, bit more fun, a bit bit lighter. Um, I think it's you know potentially pretty light on storyline, but that's okay. You can't have it all. Um, I don't want to get too picky, so I think we're at least going to have fun talking this one through. I, I don't know about you, but it, it is uh, there's some Interesting stuff to, to go over in this one, I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's actually got a lot of fun elements to it, particularly after the last couple of weeks. Um, and, you know, as we often say with these episodes, you know, there's some elements of classic nip-tuck to it, which is great. I mean, there are still issues with it, but, you know, it's the first time maybe since, you know, Jenny jugs that I feel you've kind of got something out of it that you can kind of at least you know, look through different coloured glasses and see what the show used to be in, in terms of some of the fun that you could have alongside the serious stuff. And I think we've got a very good titular character in this episode, too, with some good issues around it, which I think definitely works.
1: Yeah, I think so. And, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it, it's always fun to kind of um, have a, a good episode um you know like a good a good title character for the episode, I suppose, and we kind of get right on in there with her um well, no, not her sorry actually it's this other one, and that's what makes it quite good. There's actually two good cases in this one um and then we actually get to the first one, which is Tracy Pierce, um her and her kind of you know she's this good looking blonde woman, and she's here with this you know perfect looking guy, and they're all dressed in pink, and basically these guys want to be Ken and Barbie, which I feel like is something that we've. At least circled around, if not touched directly on before in other episodes, but um uh, the thing here is that they kind of live this this sexless life, but they don't you know don't want sex to get in the way of their relationship, so there's no sex involved, and they just want to look like dolls. so basically she wants to get her nipples removed, um he's already had his removed. Um, it's kind of a creepy setup, but I think what it's leading to is, you know, Sean kind of, um, considering this as a, you know, as a potential way of life for him after what he's been through in the last little while. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting setup, I think.
0: I mean, it's, it is, and I, I feel like, yeah, there's maybe been some references here and there to some sort of Barbie stuff, but also, I don't think it's been explored too much, and I mean, there's a couple of famous cases, isn't there, of some of these people going, you know, out of their way to really look like a Barbie doll, so, um, it's something that I think it's surprising it's taken this long to fully explore, but I just feel that, again, we always bring up a certain season one psychologist, uh, who, you know, I feel should be sitting in something here, and, I mean, you know, we know we're right at the pointy end of this show. We know it's, you know, only got about 12 episodes to go, 11 episodes to go. You Maybe you do have to give it some leeway here, but... They just pick up these cases so quickly without ever doing background checks and doing anything else. I mean, it kind of, we joked a little bit about that last year with some of them. But, I mean, you've literally got a couple here who want to look like a doll and they don't even question this. Like, season one, two, three, you know, you you feel there'll be moral ramifications around this. And literally, she's just like, my nipples are hard all the time. Can you remove them? Because we want to look like dolls. Um, So it's just straight into it. Uh, which I mean, you look. I I just am finding things a nitpick because I I do actually kind of enjoy some of this storyline about particularly some of the weird flashbacks we'll get with some of these characters. But um, yeah, I mean it's a it's an interesting setup. But I, I feel that if this was done a few seasons ago, we'd be looking into this slightly differently.
1: Yeah, I think it's one of those things where we're just not paying as much close attention to these things anymore. And when I say we, I mean the producers, it's, you know, things like that are just not as important to them. And I guess the, the subtext there is that, you know, if these guys really want the surgery they're just going to go somewhere else so it's it's not a big deal so yeah i mean we don't dwell on it but it's certainly uh, certainly a point that it probably would have been dealt with in a little bit more depth in, in previous seasons so I'm going to get through the credits and and then we've got sean doing some paperwork and you know, a package arrives for him and this woman is kind of like well, are you going to open it and she's a bit weird and uh, yeah we find out obviously that uh, she's a stripogram. um So, yeah, and I think it's, you know, kind of this really funny scene where, you know, she's obviously giving him this lap dance, then this other patient walks in with Liz, or is it, is it Liz or is it uh, Linda? I can't remember. It's Linda and that um, a woman. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so it's just quite funny. You kind of get this, this is just one of those kind of lighthearted scenes that I think is a lot of fun. You know, like the package is like, you know, a, a stereo and he kind of has to push play and, basically we find out that Christian's got this to kind of cheer him up, which, you know, I think is really funny. Um, But, you know, when we get a bit more into it, we find out that she's not just a stripper, she's actually a hooker. (laughs) So Christian's kind of gone all in on this. And, you we get a little bit of information as well that uh, Julia has has left and taken the kids back to New York. So um, that's just kind of a drop line, which considering that was quite a big part of the last two episodes, I feel that we probably could have given that quite a lot more attention than just a, a throwaway line. Um, but anyway, it's, it's kind of just a fun scene, really. I, you know, I don't think we need to get too in-depth about the, the good and bad parts of it. It's just, just a bit fun, really.
0: Which, I mean, I, I love Sean's reactions when he kind of he has got that phase and he's just kind of like, no, I don't want this. And all of a sudden he's just like fully into it. Um, And also <laughs> Christian mentions that this woman was a 10. Um, What agency is he going to? I thought Christian generally had good taste. Uh, I'm not trying to be mean to this woman, but, you know, I don't think that's a 10 in my eyes, at least. Um But, yeah, I mean, again, can we just go back a couple episodes ago when Sean was attempting suicide and his life was absolutely terrible and now all of a sudden here he is, just um here and trying to lighten up and, yeah, again, kind of just gelled over slightly and moved on. But, yeah, I mean, it's a fun scene
1: yeah it is and, and, and you're right it is just a, a little bit kind of sudden but i think we're just getting used to that in season six everything's done in a rush so yeah i mean i don't dwell on it too much yeah you're right she um is not the the most attractive person we've ever had on the show uh no offense to her of course but um yeah i mean it, it, it doesn't quite feel right when he ha- has that light about oh she's a 10 and all that uh, that feels a bit strange um yeah and then we kind of we, we move on from that i mean it's kind of just building this little storyline, I suppose, that Sean's you know, feels that sex has been too much of his life and it's, it's caused him to make some bad decisions. So he's going to kind of run parallel with the story of, of um, Tracy, you know, during this episode. So it's kind of just building the start of that storyline, I suppose. And, you know, we get, I, I guess it's quite a nice little scene between these guys, but it, yeah, there's nothing really too much exciting happening in it. Um, we then kind of move on and, and uh, Christian and Kimber are dating again, apparently. Um, this feels like it's just kind of come on all of a sudden. It's, um, yeah, I mean, I know we kind of got a little bit of a cliffhanger in a couple of episodes. Episodes ago, but all of a sudden these two are just dating as if like, no time's passed at all. It, it just feels again just rushed and a bit sudden to me. I don't know if you found the same thing. It was to me it was almost like you know showing my hand a little bit that I've talked about I don't really remember the season all that well, and this is one of those things I thought, shit, have I have I missed any? episode here or something you know like just these kind of drop lines of information it feels very rushed and sudden and you know did something happen and i i've I've actually skipped an episode or something so it it just feels quite quick i think that suddenly these two are in a full-on relationship again
0: i agree because i think we were kind of mentioning that a lot uh in the last couple of weeks about how you know cliffhanger all of a sudden uh you know she wants a tattoo removed and just gets completely forgotten about last week and all of a sudden here they are happily you know dating so yeah i'm completely with you i mean i'm happy that it's kind of there you know you know i always like this sort of christian kimber dynamic but um you know i I feel like we after the amount of time it's been since these two have officially been a couple i mean what you go all the way back to season three just before they got married when they've you know essentially been an actual couple and it's just kind of i feel there should have been more of a you know a courtship here or just an episode where they really are exploring it so yeah, I mean that's as much as I'm happy to back together. It's still a disappointment the way we've kind of all of a sudden had this shoved them coming out of an elevator. Hey, guess what we're happy happily together.
1: Yeah, totally, and, and we get these kind of drop lines as well about that. Kimber feels that like she's put on weight, which is, you know, we're kind of building into this whole thing of this the the, the titular character for this episode, who we meet all of a sudden, which is Lola, and um, basically she's a you know a, a rather large woman, I suppose you would say, and she wants to get some melanomas removed on her back, I think it is, because mm-hmm. um, she's because she's a nudist, and you know she spends a lot of time naked at a nudist camp, and that's where Liz met her, which is kind of a bit of a funny line, but we never really get anything um, more about that kind of Liz thing, which I think is interesting, and Christian just assumes that Lola wants lipo, and she's kind of, you know, a bit of the the fat and proud type of thing, so it's, I think it's an interesting character that we get in this, and and it'll be interesting to see how you kind of react to where we go with this character in this, in this episode. Cause I think we get this kind of really strong character at the start of this episode and, and she goes somewhere that kind of feels like it's telegraphed really. But I like what we get in these first scenes with her that, you know, she's really playful and, and, and flirting with Christian. And I, I just find it really fun that he's kind of leaning into it as well.
0: It's kind of a lot. They've done a lot of this with certain, these characters who, you know, they come out all strong and you kind of all almost feel slightly empowered by it. I mean, that's, that's a Ryan Murphy trope. It's kind of, you know, to give these people who don't feel empowered um, that sense of empowerment, you know. I mean, Glee was kind of, you know, a huge portion of what made that show so popular was, you know, it's based around a bunch of misfits who are generally in society, you know, ostracized, but they're, they're teaching the audience, so they're like, hey, it doesn't matter what you look like or who you are, you know, f- love yourself. Uh, so, I mean, I, I kind of find yeah, it interesting yeah. that, you know, we start off with this type of character in there. Like, we kind of go through... Um, a few ups and downs with her, but I can understand it to an extent, but at the same time, you know, I wish they kind of just had kept her this whole way throughout the episode, although it does lead to some fun stuff throughout it. But, um, I, I love this character. I just think she's so fun and I just kind of, I love her confidence and everything that she has sort of in this opening bit, the way she's just so openly flirting with Christian. And then, you know, he's so uncomfortable with it, but he obviously kind of likes it at the same time. So, you know, he's just confused about yeah. what's going on. So, yeah, I mean, that's what just I think makes her really fun and a great character. And maybe one of these ones that we could have enjoyed over a couple of episodes um, because, you know, I think she's such a, such a great person, such a great character to have in such an underwhelming season.
1: Yeah, and I, it was just kind of something that comes along at just the right time as this kind of bubbly, fun character that you needed after a couple of dire episodes, to be honest. So, yeah, wow. it's it, it's just something that we absolutely need, and, yeah, I, I really enjoy what we get with her, and I, I think it also talks really well to Christian as – you know, he's a flirt, and he just he can't help himself, and it doesn't matter who who it is, really, you know, he's happy to lean into that and flirt with somebody, and I like that about the Christian character, that he is just a natural flirt, and if somebody starts with him, he's probably going to continue it, so it kind of feels true to form to Christian as well, so I really like that, and I like this the stuff we're going to get from her going forwards, and then we move into something we also haven't had for a little while, which is kind of the split screen, so we get you know, um, Sean doing the consult with Tracy and um, Christian doing the consult with Lola at the same time. And I think this is a good one. I think they've, they've kind of nailed the split screen thing really well. You know, we, we get a few scenes here, which is basically, you know, Tracy just signs the consent form straight away, um, you know, doesn't really want to talk too much about the implications for doing what she's about to do. just wants to go straight into it. She's never been more sure. And then we get these, you know, these kind of more flirtatious scenes with Christian and Lola and, um, yeah kind of you know one thing leads to another basically and, and christian's having sex with her which just feels completely true to, to both these characters really it's um yeah I, I i just think it's fun it's 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 good good times and i also think that the scenes you get with with christian oh sorry with sean and, and tracy feel true to the sean character as well so i think they've kind of nailed the the story for both these guys really it just feels true to who they are as characters
0: yeah and i just sort of think like as you mentioned we haven't had in a while kind of like these dual scenes going back and forth with each other and and it, you know, again, back to what I said at the very beginning, you know, it's got some vibes of sort of classic Nip Tuck, and it's just, I mean, the way they kind of play off Christian having sex with Lola, like, in some aspects, you could see they could have played this completely differently, like, you know, oh, my God, Christian's going to have sex with, you know, a bigger woman, kind of going back to Abby Mays, you know, it's like, she is he really going to have sex with someone, you know, who's, quote, this unattractive? Um and kind of he just does it anyway. So I, I like the way they play it. They could have gone for something different with it, but it just, it works. And like, as you said, it's something believable for both these characters, the way they do it. And just Christian's line there when he's like, that's the best orgasm I've had in my entire life. Um So, you know, the confidence that this Lola woman has just is really obviously backed up by, you know, her, I guess, um, performance. Uh, is that the nice way to say it?
1: Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's really funny. I, I do like the kind of camera angle they do as well. It kind of like pans to him like lying on the floor and then we also get some interesting kind of, um, kind of additional information about Tracy at the same time that she's somebody that has been involved with lots of other men before she's with her her current husband and you know these unfulfilling sexual relationships and so she's trying something new here and she's you know she she says she's never been happier and and that's something we're going to explore more as we go forward so yeah I think that it's all good stuff and we're having fun and and kind of the time's pass. and I think the last time that we watched these last two episodes is that you're kind of watching the clock the whole time and being bored and I'm not bored here I'm, I'm enjoying what i'm getting it may be pretty kind of superfluous and not all that interesting and i think one of the the complaints i probably have about this episode is i don't think it really pushes any storyline forwards but you know that's not necessarily a bad season, thing though, i think it, i'm to just
0: interrupt you, there's nothing in this there's no overarching storyline of this entire season by the time we get to the stuff that's going to conclude yeah, the show yeah. uh by the end of it there's got nothing related to what we had at the beginning of this season
1: Yeah, which is annoying, because, you know, it's the end of the show, it's the, we're into the final run here now, and we should be building a, a great storyline and tying it all together. And the fact that we're just kind of passing time with these fun episodes is not not the worst thing in the world. But I do wish they had just done something a bit more constructive than kind of just you know hit the same old beats and and you know do them competently, but not particularly interesting. So yeah, it, it is just a problem for me. But I'd, I'd rather be having you know unimportant episodes that are fun um, rather than have these terrible episodes with you know Eric. Her and, and other characters that I don't like very much. So, I guess you've just got to take the good when you find it, really. Um, then we kind of move and we get the, the Lola surgery scene. Um, and, you know, I think we kind of get this, you know, she kind of makes these comments about how good he is, and, you know, um, at the start, and she's still kind of flirting with him, which I think is really funny. And, you know, you kind of see Liz's realization about what's happened, and then you know, we get quite a, quite a good conversation between Liz and Christian during this, you know, over the scene. And what, what's the song? It's like something about Fat Mama or something i don't know it's um yeah it's not a song i was overly familiar with i don't think but uh, um um, in a couple of episodes time we get a queen song and this might have been the good one to to use fat bottom girls or something like that i don't know but um yeah um, and and, you know we kind of get this 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 yeah really kind of good dialogue between christian and liz i don't know if you enjoyed it but i I thought it was pretty good really
0: fat mama by tito puente is the name of the song um just it's clearly on my ipod all the time um yeah i mean it's fine it's better than what we got what was it last week or the week before i can't remember like the last two weeks just kind of gelled into each other with those rubbish that we had uh you know it kind of feels a bit forced between christian and liz and You know, again, we know what's kind of happened to them. And as I said, it's sort of just forgotten about everything that was happening at the beginning of this season. Although you do just kind of get a throwaway line in this episode earlier about, you know, her dealing with a divorce, which is kind of all you need here. But, yeah, no, I agree. It's kind of, it's a good scene here. And I kind of like the realisation about Christian that he has that look on his face when he's actually thinking about Kimba. So uh, I kind of like where that leads to. And what we're going to have fun with in this next scene. I love this next section.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is really fun because we do get these kind of um these two little almost dream sequences, which I think are really good. And yeah, so we kind of then cut to a scene which is um Christian and, and Kimber, and, and basically she's found out about Lola. He's he's obviously been you know honest and told her about it, and, and she's like, oh, oh, well that's great. I, I can just let myself go because you know what does what does it matter and. And um, yeah, then we get this kind of great dream sequence from Christian where you know Kimba's this huge woman and what is it like Timber, here comes Kimber or whatever and you know we get this this kind of <laughs> scene the of the best film. Line that's ever in like track. having sex Sorry. while she's super fat. Yeah. 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 It, 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 like, I think they get they nail the fat suit here as well. He, yes. Christian does nail the fat suit, but you know that <laughs> but yeah, I think that like they do a really good job with Kimber. like it, the, the makeup really works for me, which is you know you know, when you put somebody in a fat suit, you don't automatically think that this is going to work, but it, it just does. And you know, I'm on record as being somebody who generally hates these dream sequences, but it is really, really funny. And um, I, I love the thing as well. Of, like Kimber's like, oh, I know you've got some what cherry Garcia ice cream, and I've never had any. Like, it's really interesting when you start thinking about what Kimber's probably denied herself over the years. It's yeah, it's great.
0: Uh, are we lumping in the Sean one too, or are we? Are we? Is that going to be a separate one? Um I, no, no. I, yeah, I'm
1: sure you probably, unless you've got nothing else to add to this. No, no, I do, I do. I, do. Would, I just, uh, I didn't know if I'm talking I about got, them both yeah. at the
0: same time. But I mean, oh, no, I absolutely love. Uh, fat Kimber. I mean, you know, is, uh, some of my favourite stuff from Friends. I know I seem to bring up Friends, but I absolutely love Fat Monica. So I love a lot of flashbacks to Fat Monica. Oh, yeah. Uh yeah. But you're right with the fat dude. Like This is some amazing makeup because, I mean, Kelly Carlson is a beautiful woman and the fact that they nail this, and it's, it's not like she's wearing baggy clothes or, you know, something like that. She's in you know lingerie and this just looks so realistic so like they do it so well and it's just i just love the way they kind of intersect between it and just the way like that line timba here comes kimba um and just uh, like getting up halfway through and like i'm just gonna go get some double chock fudge brownies or whatever it is i mean it's so outlandish and over the top but i mean this, this is this the first time that christian's ever had a fantasy uh, because you know, it's it's generally Sean who has them, so I uh, would stand corrected if there's another one that I'm forgetting of, but it's rare for Christian to have some sort of form of fantasy. But yeah, it's um it's fun. I, I really just love that Kimber. It's just hilarious.
1: Yeah, it's, it's awesome. I, I really do love it. Um, yeah. Um, and then we kind of move into the next surgery scene, which is um, Tracy getting her, her nipples removed and, you know, the husband standing outside waving at her. And um, this is really funny, too. So we kind of get the Mr. Sandman, which just reminds me of um, Back to the, the yes. Future, really. Um, but which is great. It's a good song. And it kind of fits here perfectly. And so, you know, Sean has this vision, you know, this black and white vision. Basically, um, <laughs> it, it's great, you know, basically, that like, him and and um, this Tracy are living this this sexless life, and you know, it's kind of 90s, 1950s type of thing. And you know, uh, you should give me blowjob blah, blah 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 and he pulls his pants down he's got no penis because he's made of plastic it's just it shouldn't work but it, it kind of does it just it is just like funny and kind of sad at the same time like i don't know i think i think it is really good
0: yeah no i love it too and um i think this is the main bit i always remember from this episode i just love the way like uh the way they play off each other i mean i I mentioned that Dylan Walsh kind of acting dropped off uh, in the last couple of weeks, but you know, it's it's back to being brilliant. Um and Jessica Collins who plays uh Tracy, just the way yeah, they and I, and do I- this, it's just it's just so fun. Yeah,
1: and, um, you know, I think as well is that it is, um, it, it's is—it's meant to be kind of like stiff and wooden, um, so to speak, um, <laughs> you know, the acting. And, you know, kind of Dylan Walsh does a good job with that. Um, so, yeah, it, it is, <laughs> it's is—it's good. I, I do really enjoy it. Um, yeah, it, it, the other thing, too, it just feels like this thing is moving quite, you know, like the scenes are kind of moving in a nice flow and, and things like that. Like, it, yeah, I'm it, it just really enjoying it. And, uh, yeah, so then we kind of move on to yet another scene. So it is all moving quite quickly. And, um, yeah, so we've got Lola walking around naked in recovery. Um, Christian gets pissed off and, and, uh, throws her out. And, uh, then we kind of get some, some follow up as well, which is, um, you know, basically he goes and apologizes to her and, and Lola kind of, I think this is a really great scene where he, she, she kind of, you know, admits to her insecurity and, you know, that, that this whole thing of her being, you know, fat and proud and all that is, is a put on. You know, that she's kind of d- developed to make herself feel better. But yeah, she definitely, you know, has these moments where she feels very insecure. And yeah, I think it's, it's, to me, I think this is a really great scene. I, it's one of those rare ones that you don't often get the guest actress for the, or the actor for the episode being as good as they are in this and, and really selling you on this emotion. And I think she does a really, really good job. It just, to me, it, it just feels very touching.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you for the most part. I mean, I, I do kind of, I mean, I like sort of, how they portray sort of her, you know, really feeling this way and putting it on as an act and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, part of me does also wish that they had have kind of kept her just purely that confident as well. Uh, I mean, you know, it's kind of, I'm being a bit contradictory in myself that I like it, but I don't. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it it does definitely, you know, play well. Well, I think, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I think
1: probably the the issue you're having is that it's a bit of a trope, isn't it? Like, we, we've fallen into a bit of a cliché here, and um, we kind of want this to be fresh and original. And so when we feel like we're just going into a cliché, it it, it it feels somewhat disappointing. But I'm okay with it because the acting is, is really good. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm fine with it, really, to be honest. Um, yeah, I it would have been nice to see it going in a different direction, but this is the one way they've chosen and and it feels like it works well to me
0: and i guess at the end of the day there is a payoff in which she ultimately kind of does revert back to herself anyway so um yeah i mean i think you summed it up well that it's a bit of a cliche but i guess at the end of the day it, it does go against the cliche
1: yes yeah yeah um then we get this uh tracy follow-up scene and then this is where i learned something about censorship on tv that um you can show boobs as long as there's no nipples attached (laughs) to them which just feels feels so strange you know free the nipple you know this show is is not (laughs) yes yeah this is one of those ones that's not, you know, as we've kind of talked about, is that it's not kind of Game of Thrones full on, you know, full frontal nudity. It's just not what the show is. And I kind of like that about it, if I'm being honest. I think that that's the, the right impulse for the show. But it, it is kind of quite jarring when, you know, she kind of just, you expect it kind of to, as she takes her top off to, for it to kind of cut away. And when it doesn't, and, you know, she's just like, you know, she's, she's, you know, full on naked basically. But because there's no nipples, they can show it. It does feel quite strange. But that's, I I guess how censorship works.
0: Yeah, I think kind of, I mean, I don't know if it shocked me as much because I think kind of that's generally what we've always had with Nip Tuck whenever you see like them doing breast implants you sort of see the boobs it's just the the nipples have been taped over so uh i mean and i i think maybe i did um i back in ages ago australia always have these ads talking about like censorship and tv and what you can and can't show and i remember when i was like in high school you could write off and they'd send you like a brochure on what can and can't be shown at certain times a day and all this sort of stuff and so i remember reading a lot about that when i was younger and, and and i guess australia's a little bit more relaxed than america is but um I think... I mean, it's something I know we talked about uh, earlier on in this show uh, about kind of, you know, nudity and swearing and things like that. But I think, you know, Nip Tuck's explicit enough without going for, hey, here's some boobs. And, I mean, this is a show which, you know, could easily show boobs every five minutes. Um, But, you know, they kind of go out of their way to, to not show them and, you know, we still have some pretty graphic, you know, sex scenes and sex acts and things like that without ever having to see it and... You know, it, it, it's, there is a fine line between nudity working and nudity just taking away from it. I think Breaking Bad wasn't it renowned for kind of never swearing and never showing nudity except for the very first episode. You did see boobs, but that was before it got picked up or something. So, um, I think there was kind of, that was a similar thing that was kind of, you don't realize it until maybe you're sitting down talking about it or you read an article. And you're like, yeah, that's right. You never see boobs or that's right. They never say the F word or things like that. So, uh, but it, it's effective enough that we don't need it.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. It's just, it just was quite an interesting and jarring scene for me. You just kind of forget, really. Um, But yeah, no, it's it's all good stuff. And and obviously, this this scene ends with you know Sean kind of talking to her about you know the, the the kind of spark and, and passion you have when you have a physical relationship with somebody which leads to her basically you know hooking up with them and i think it's implied that they end up having sex i mean you don't see that and you don't see the kind of after sex scene that we're kind of so used to seeing on the show so I, I guess it's left implied as opposed to actually um being full-on kind of shown to us but that's kind of the implication i get and i think the little speech that sean gives is actually good i really like it um yeah i i, I think we're getting some good dialogue in this episode and um you know that's one of the things that I love about the show. So when they're getting it right, I have to kind of point it out and say it is good.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I don't really have much to add. I think it. it I assume they had sex too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think everything you said is correct.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. And uh, then we move on to uh, we've got Lola back on the uh, the surgery table. She's going to get lipo. Um, Liz kind of tears Christian a new one about bringing down a, you know, a, a, pr- a proud woman and, and making her feel, you know, self-conscious enough that she wants to get liposuction. Um, and then we get this really great scene basically of this bunch of naked guys, which are obviously uh, um, fellow nudists, along with Lola, but basically come in. Pre surgery and um, just basically say, you know, you're coming with us and take her by the hand and, and off she goes. I think it's it's really funny and it's also quite touching at the same time. I think it's um y- y- this is one of those episodes that's kind of got it right in terms of you know the the kind of charm and the funniness of of Niptuck. 'Cause also mixed in with some you know quite almost touching storylines as well. So like this I never thought I'd be talking about a, a touching storyline with these five big naked dudes, but yeah, I really like the black guy too. He's just for me, he he's the he's the star of this. I don't know why, but yeah, he's my favourite.
0: Which I mean, I agree with everything you say. It's brilliant, there's nothing not a bad thing to say about it. But can we just say that this scene sums up the reception and security of McNamara Troy? That the receptionist <laughs> is literally sitting there. And just not, like, she's just looking at them and kind of glances at Liz. Why why doesn't Liz turn around and go, did you not check these guys? Like, why are you just letting them in? Like, this is, whoever that woman is, that is the epitome of why this show gets, like, why these guys get so many people just coming in out the back and, you know, stabbing them and everything along those lines.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's really funny too because well, I guess we know that they don't have uh, any concealed weapons, that's for sure, <laughs> um, and, um, unless it's in uh, the prison pocket or whatever that line is from Deadpool too. But um yeah, and I, I do like the kind of the quite sanctimonious line at the end from that guy. It's like we don't live in your world; we live in a happier world. And it's like oh, I don't really like that. I wish they hadn't, hadn't added that line on. It felt unnecessary. Necessary, but uh, I'm not gonna get too worried about it
0: no I mean it's it's there it's like preach everyone so yeah
1: yeah yeah and uh if you thought that was the end of lola well we're in for a bit of a surprise here at the the other end that um yeah i mean um christian's called her back because they did biopsies on the melanoma and and, uh yeah she has cancer and and that was kind of a bit of a surprise um one of the really interesting choices that they make in the scene is that christian effectively looks down the camera when they look when they have the shots on his face which is something you kind of never really see on the show is that you know it's implied that he's talking to her but just the way they position the camera is that he's actually looking straight in the barrel of the camera um it's, it's an odd choice uh, but it, it kind of works it's yeah it's really good i mean there's not much to this scene really it's just you know him kind of breaking this bad news to her but yeah i think it's um it, it's a surprisingly effective scene for you know what was a really quick kind of yeah sad scene i suppose
0: i didn't notice him staring at the camera but i mean we had that in the uh the season one finale didn't we like the way they closed season one off was them staring at the camera going tell us what you don't like about yourself uh and then they kind of yeah. smiled at each other and then that was the end of season one so um yeah but I, I i didn't really pay attention but yeah i mean you're right it's it's a touching scene and it's sort of again i wish we kind of would have seen more of this somehow you know um that they could have extended this a little bit more um you know make her the new Mrs. Grubman, the new, you know, Dawn Budge, uh, the new Jennifer Coolidge. You know, we we haven't got one of them this season. So, um, yeah, I I, I kind of wish we had seen her again after this this scene.
1: Yeah, it is a bit of a shame because it feels like we've hit on a little bit of gold here. So, and I guess that's the problem I've got with this episode. And that, as much as I love it, uh, it just kind of goes nowhere, and and it's just disappointing, really, because I I just kind of want more than than what we're getting from us at the moment. You know, good good episodes, good kind of funny touching scenes with, with good guest characters and in you know, I would almost say great acting. Um, kind of just isn't enough for me. I kind of need a storyline as well. And I'm always the one that's saying that I prefer character over plot, but for me I think, you know, there is no plot here and so it just makes it really difficult to, to get excited about this.
0: Yeah, I agree. And it's kind of I think you're I feel as though your feelings on this episode are going to be going where mine are the fact that there's so much good about this episode but it still doesn't stand out as a super super memorable one because i mean there are memorable things about it but on the grand scheme of nip tuck you know this is just a take it or leave i mean you could just watch this episode in isolation and it's not going to affect your viewership of the show at all
1: Mm, yeah pretty much um the next thing we've got is that christian comes home and kimba's been binging and she's throwing up she's been eating pizza and all sorts of thing um Yeah, and and I actually my my thoughts about this is that we get quite a good scene between the two of them, and in terms of you know she doesn't, you know she feels like she's had to be something for him, and um you know and, and it feels like a nice scene, but it just feels unearned because they're suddenly together, you know, and if this had kind of come after a few episodes of them back together, or it had been in the middle of season three or whatever, then I think it would have been really good, but because it just kind of comes out of the blue that these two are back together, this whole thing about, you know, she's what he deserves or whatever it is, it just it kind of falls a bit flat to me, so while I think the acting's good and, and you know, they're doing a good job with this stuff, again, they're just the the, the kind of um, context behind the, the scene isn't there for me to really enjoy it, I, I don't know, I don't know if you feel the same way but, I, yeah, yeah. technically everything is good, but it's, it's just, it's not, it's falling flat for me, I suppose I
0: think I agree with everything you say, because I feel like this whole situation is kind of it's it's not trying to it doesn't know what it's trying to tell you with these two because I kind of feel as though when Kimber's taking this stand against him and he's all like, you know, look at me, you know, you think I'm pathetic, you think I'm a slut, like, it's it, there's no resolution. I feel like Christian needs to be more sympathetic there. Like, he kind of just says, like, you know, uh, I don't think you're dumb. I think you're smart. Now let's go get dinner. And kind of you've just got that look on Kimber's face. So I don't know, like, what we're led to believe. Because, yeah. like, like, she kind of does summarise it slightly. Like, the only reason you come back to me is because, you know, this is how you feel. And I think that's what makes these two so perfect with each other. And I think that they're, they're, they're hitting the nail on the head there with what she says. I just... I don't get Christian's reaction. And then what I don't understand is that by the end of this episode, they're having a threesome. So it's kind of like it's all forgiven. And it's, it's just weird. It just you know again is this is the the overall theme of season 6 you've got great ideas that they just do not land they do not stick the landing they just you know they're doing everything in the air they're pulling off the pikes the twists the double lutzes and the somersaults but then as soon as it comes to the landing they lose style points for crashing on their bum so um yeah that was yeah. a terrible analogy yeah. but you know where i was going with that
1: yeah, it just feels like everything's there. But, you know, without any kind of storyline to push it forwards, it's like, why should I care? I, they're just not giving me, as a viewer, a reason to care, which is, yeah, is is, um, is disappointing. But, um, as I say, I think we're at the point now we have to just kind of enjoy it for what we get and, and, and move forwards. And, and move forwards we do with uh, the scene where Sean is, is back with this, this older woman that came, you know, stepped into the middle of his lap dance earlier she? in the episode. I want to know who she is. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I I guess we're not supposed to care, and because uh, I don't. Um, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, then we get, and I, I I hadn't actually written his name down. In- my notes anywhere, but I guess I picked it up here. That's Skip, which is uh, um, Tracy's husband, has come in, and you know he's not upset about what happened between um, Sean and, and Tracy because it's you know allowed him to see that he's gay. And in comes um, Joe. Um, he's dating this GI Joe, so it's basically the Ken Ken doll and GI Joe are gay together. And this is a sad, I just feel like oh I just uh, you know I know what they're going for. They're going for like a bit of a cheap laugh, I think. But it just feels like one step too many. I just I kind of didn't need it.
0: I, I kind of funny. I, I I kind of find it funny. That's what I was trying to say. But I mean, it, it's again playing into the cliche, I guess, because I think kind of what I r- really liked about um, these two at the beginning, um, Tracy and Ken, whatever his name is. Uh, you know, I kind of like their um, their back and forth because the way she was like explaining things, you know, he would kind of have these little under breath comments that you kind of really pick up on. And it was just they had a nice little chemistry with each other. But at the same time, I think you're kind of assuming, like, this is a bit weird that, a you know, a, a straight man is into Ken and Barbie and the way he kind of says at one point, like, I've been obsessed with Ken since I was, you know, whatever age he was. So I kind of think that, you know, deep down there's an implication there, at least on society and the kind of, you know, is there a theme in this episode about what society thinks isn't always, you know, what makes you happy? Like, you know, we have it with Lola, you know, her great sort of attitude to life. You kind of are meant to assume that this guy would be gay, given that this is sort of the lifestyle he leads. So they then do kind of fall on that cliche by the end of it by saying, like, you know, it's come to terms that I am gay. And, he you know, that's my issue with it. I kind of find it funny that, yes, it is G.I. Joe, but it's, you just fall into a, a unnecessary cliche. I think it would have been nice to kind of have some something else here where this guy who you assume is gay isn't really gay and we shouldn't judge him for the fact that, you know, he maybe leads a lifestyle that many people don't necessarily associate with a, a straight male.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Again, it just feels like we we fall into the cliche and 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 the easy storyline where we could have tried for something different, and they don't. And I guess we just have to live with that. Really, um, we kind of then uh, move on to our final scene. Sean's brought the hooker back, which seems like a bit of a strange thing to do. I'm not entirely sure why he's done that, but um, but anyway, I suppose you get your money's worth one way or another. And uh, yeah, they kind of walk in. Kimber comes out of the bedroom and is getting like strawberries and whipped cream or something, and then um, Tracy comes out of the bedroom. So. Yeah, as you alluded to earlier, there's a, a three-way going on here and um, Tracy looks pretty amazing I've got to say um, so does Kimber of course but uh, yeah I think it's um, you know this kind of it, it, I, quite a sad ending to the episode really that you know she's kind of gone back to this this old lifestyle so she hasn't been able to 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 really balance things out. It's either all or nothing for her, I suppose, is is kind of the the motto here. And, um, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's it's a funny kind of way to leave the episode, I suppose, is that, yeah, I mean, that's what I took away from it. I don't know if you had a a different take on it, but uh, it was, I I didn't hate it, but it just feels like we could have done something a bit more, interesting i don't know it
0: just feels hammy the way they kind of get there with sean at the end it's like you know who do you want to be and he's just like just someone else it's kind of like again make your mind up are we exploring sean being depressed here or are we going to forget about it and then you know it's sort of like it comes out of nowhere that christian's sleeping with tracy like there was no interaction between these two in this entire episode except for the initial consult um so there's that um so yeah, I mean, it's, I see, again, I see what they're trying to do, but there's just, there's so many things here that just kind of, just don't make sense or fall flat and just, you know, they would have done this differently four seasons ago, three seasons ago, and now it just feels, yeah, I mean, you, you really are at this point of the show, really feeling that it's starting to get to a point where this needs to end fast. I think it's the first time I've said that. Uh, I know, I know I sort of said it's, I felt, I feel as though this show jumps the shark in the second half of season five, but, uh, this is the point now where I think right now I'm going, okay, we, we need to get to the end sooner than we should have been. It's just, it's starting to wane a bit now.
1: Yeah. And it's funny. I mean, I guess we'll talk when we get to the end of the season about, you know, that there was discussions about at, at one point about going into a season seven. And you kind of wonder, like this feels pretty much like it ran its course. It's like they really didn't have any other ideas on where to take a storyline. Um, You know, it just, it feels like they were they were run out of ideas which you know you can sit and maybe think about what other ideas they could have had for long term storylines for these guys or maybe it was time to move on but that makes me think that if they ever tried to do a reboot that they might be a bit screwed pretty quickly because they, they don't really seem to have any good ideas on what to do with these two characters so maybe it, maybe it is just a natural conclusion that there's only so many you know, crazy situations you can put these guys in before you, you kind of have to call it a day
0: and I'm sure when we get to the end of this, and uh, we will talk about you know reboots and everything. And I, I know we brought that up with people like Roman Mafia and, and John Hensley when we interviewed them, and just kind of you know alluding to that. I, I think that as much as we love reboots, it's great we get a little bit excited whenever you hear about your own show coming back. I mean, there's 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 very few examples of it actually bringing anything new to the table. And I think as much as it would excite me in some aspect to see the show come back, at the same time you know where it left off. And you, you kind of worry about it and Ryan Murphy's got so many things going on in his plate now that I really doubt he would be involved in it and you know, this show without Ryan Murphy, I mean, <laughs> we last week he wrote the damn episode and we don't want to believe that was true. Uh, I, I'm going to say that was some other guy called Ryan Murphy, just not the actual Ryan Murphy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know where that would go. But, I mean, the thing is, though, you, you don't think, think of being completely out of the realms of possibility. You know, we've, we've often, you know, always said, why haven't these people gone on to bigger and better things? But, I mean... You know, Dylan Walsh kind of always gets his shows canceled. Julie McMahon's really not doing a whole lot anymore. I haven't seen Kelly Carlson in anything since this show. John Hensley pops up every now and then randomly. None of these people are doing anything. So it's kind of the case of, you know, they. I'm sure everyone would jump at the chance if they ever rebooted this. So who knows? But I, I kind of hope it never does. But that's to be discussed at the end of this season.
1: Yes, I suppose so. Um we get a little bit ahead of ourselves, but I think it kind of just brings home the point that um you know we're you know we're very close to halfway through the season and already we can see you know that w- things are just being stretched and and these everyone just feels like they're just going through the motions. So even on and you know we're about to rate this episode but you know even on what I think is a reasonably solid episode is that there's just so many holes and gaps, and it, it, it's hard to just really enjoy this show at this point because there's nothing bigger behind it than exactly what you see on screen. I suppose that that's my problem with it. But we can probably go into our into our ratings now, and it's probably going to be not a huge surprise for me that I'm going to I'm going to rent this episode. I think it's a perfectly fine, serviceable episode. Um, there isn't a lot of bad in this episode, if I'm being totally honest. But for the reasons that we've just spent the last 10 minutes talking about I suppose it's, it's pretty self explanatory I think why I wouldn't make this a buy so it's it's right in the middle there somewhere for me it's you know not great not terrible just you yeah, know a, a pretty standard stock standard episode of Nip Tuck.
0: Yeah I agree with everything you said I'm renting it too I think that you know had this been done in an earlier season it would have definitely come across differently and could have been a really good episode but I mean it's enjoyable but it's season 6 enjoyable and I think that's kind of you know, where you get it with this is sort of the peak you're getting of this season. So I've got this ranked uh sixty fifth out of eighty nine episodes. So uh you know it's in the lower bottom half of the rented scale, but um, you know, it's it has made it ahead of uh this is so far the highest rating season six episode on my scale here. So uh I've only rented two, the rest <laughs> I've been this season, so it's not the biggest scale, but I've rated this higher than Jenny Jugs. so that's a small win perhaps.
1: Well, what I would say is that I think if we're at the point where we're just, we're just here to have a good time and, and, and not get too serious about these episodes, then I probably want to see more of this type of stuff than I do potentially what we've got coming up in a couple of episodes. I mean, even, even next episode, I think we can talk about as we try to get back into some more kind of serious storylines and, um, you know, we'll be able to talk you know at least next week about what we think about that but even looking forwards to you know where we've got a, a death row type story um coming up and it feels like they really go for the big dramatic storylines and for me they they kind of fall flat a little bit um because I'm kind of over there. I just want them to have fun now. You know, I feel like we've been through enough shit with these guys, and I just want to see them have fun. But, you know, next week we get back into, you know, kind of um, children being sexually abused by their parents, which is always, you know, a, a real belly laugh, isn't it, when we get into that stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I, I can't wait to talk about that stuff um so, yeah and then of course we get the uh the whole the whole storyline with um sean and his brother is, is what happens in the next episode and i've got pretty mixed feelings about all that stuff too
0: look i think as much as we've talked about this week having some good stuff and you know re- being let down i think next week has some fairly okay stuff in it but like my biggest problem with this whole episode and again i'm just starting now because i'll be doing enough about this next week is that you heard my thoughts about when it comes to using amnesia as a plot device. Using a long-lost family member <laughs> as a plot device is also completely lazy. And the fact that this is somebody who's never been mentioned in close to a 100 episodes of this show, and we're just meant to stomach it straight away and feel for this guy, yeah, there's definitely some problems with that. So um, it's it's one of these weird episodes where it's not the worst episode of all time but it's just got such some overwhelmingly giant plot holes in the grand scheme of this show that it just it just it rubbishes a lot of legacy of this show with what they try to do with it so yeah it's going to be a an interesting one to talk about plot
1: holes and nose holes i must say <laughs> um, so yes there's going to going to be going to be lots of and, about. Bum and holes. Um, i think as i've talked <laughs> yeah. sorry that one wasn't i think as i think as i <laughs> as i've talked about before i um I, I always hate when they just bring in like somebody's got a drug problem to kind of you know get to the the meat of you know that there's something wrong with them it just feels like the short the shortest way possible to explain why somebody's a bad person is because they're doing drugs so anyway we'll get there when we get there it's it's best not to uh to start delving on these things uh before we get there um but uh yeah i think we we can uh, wrap this episode up make sure that you uh, like us and on all the usual social media platforms with that facebook twitter youtube um you know give us a rating on iTunes if you feel so inclined um always willing and and interested in hearing your feedback on these shows um but yeah i guess um until we come back and and talk to you the next episode um my name's nick and uh i would put you on the top 6 or 7 percentile
0: and my name is Ben, and you think I'm stupid, you think I'm a slut, you think I'm pathetic. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.